Hey, welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. I'm Loy Lee. Today is uh, Tuesday, November 6th. I got caught up out in St. Louis. Louis, Louis. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I was in St. Louis, and I forgot to bring my stuff. And I didn't want to... Uh, didn't want to do the the uh, hotel room cell phone uh, talking to myself. I mean, it's depressing enough as it is to be out in the middle of nowhere all by yourself uh, in a hotel room, a holiday inn, and uh, just talking to yourself. So, uh, for my mental health and uh, for all of the. Uh, things that come with I don't know I don't know what I'm saying but uh for my own mental health I decided not to just sit there in my room and talk to myself I would go out and find some things to do in St. Louis and uh I found a barbecue found a barbecue I uh I ask I ask a lot of people who uh like local people people at not so much the airport but people at like the car rental spot the uh people that are working at the hotel that I'm in, like, hey, if I'm here, where should I go to eat? Like, I'm in here one night only. What is the proper representation of the food that you guys are so proud of in this plot of land? Where am I going for one night, one night only? And uh, I was told to go to a specific spot, and I went for the barbecue in St. Louis, and I don't think that that is the appropriate and the proper representation of St. Louis barbecue. I don't know. I don't know if I ordered the wrong thing. I just ordered ribs. I don't know how I could fuck that up. But I ordered ribs. I go, hey, uh, it was like a rack of ribs, but they were already cut, which I was not a fan of. I feel like the ribs should just come on like on a rack. And uh, it was saucy. I was really hoping for that dry rub. So I was a little disappointed. And everybody said I was supposed to go there. And uh, I didn't. Actually, everyone said I should go to two places. And uh, I went to one of the two places. And I was disappointed. So uh, probably not going to go back there ever again. And I don't mean St. Louis. St. Louis was actually kind of cool. I went to the hill where all of the Italians, Italianos live. And it was kind of cool. Uh, I was actually really impressed with that area. It was like, it was nice. Uh, the buildings were nice. The architecture was small town, but still pretty darn schmancy. More than what you would think from all the news that comes out of St. Louis. Uh, I really want to go back during baseball season because I am a baseball kind of guy. And St. Louis is probably up there. No, it's definitely up there. It's probably top one, top two. Definitely top three baseball towns in America. And if you ever go to St. Louis and you get a chance to go see a baseball game and you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice, sir. A disservice. So you should definitely go out there. Uh, I, uh, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be back uh, where all my stuff is. I'm glad to be back to where uh, I am familiar uh, I got to stop staying at hotels that are directly by the airport. I feel like there's just a, a certain quality of airport proximity. 
hotels. Like the closer you are to the airport, the more um, just not good you're going to be uh, as far as the hotels. I think that if you can spend the extra couple bucks a night and go somewhere further away from the airport, you might have a better chance. But, you know, I am doing my best to try to get my points up, whether it be the Marriott or the Holiday Inn or whatever. You know, you got to stay loyal, you know. Find a branch that you can afford and stay loyal. And on top of that, when you start to level up in your business, in your travels, in your life's endeavors, you'll be like, hey, remember that time I only used to stay at Howard Johnson's, which I don't even know it still exists. Maybe. Maybe. The restaurants probably don't. But, uh, you know, when you start staying at nicer places because you can afford it, you look. You can look back and go, there was a time when I could only afford Bickford's, and now I'm at Denny's, and that will help your mental health and your emotions go, I have accomplished shit in my life. I don't know. Right now, I'm at the Hojo uh, or the Holiday Inn. I was actually disappointed. I went into the Holiday Inn, and I just thought, I would see like Chingy and uh, the St. Lunatics and uh, Snoop Dogg all in this Holiday Inn and uh, none of them were there. And I was like, if I was ever going to run into Chingy at a Holiday Inn, it would be in St. Louis. But maybe it was because I was too close to the airport. Not that I really want to bump into Chingy, but I was like, this is your town, Ching, Ching Master Chang. I'm in your town. I'm in the place that you told me I should be at, and there was no parties. There was no flowing of Moet or Alizé. I was disappointed. Chilling at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, but I will say the flight the journey wasn't so bad. It was like... Just short of two-hour flight, hour and a half, two hours flight there. And I have this amazing ability, horribly bad habit of falling asleep before we take off. Yeah, I I literally close my eyes and I fall asleep. And we're, when I wake up, we're in the air. I know, it's crazy. I, I don't even know. Like, I get bored. I'm sitting and we're just taxiing around, just scooting around on land like a freaking neanderthal just waiting to take off and i go yeah let me just check out and i check out i do it all the time i literally do it nine out of ten flights and i wake up i think i woke up maybe 20 minutes before the descent i woke up i brought my laptop out and then like seven minutes later the uh the steward was like uh you gotta put that away <sighs> Which is fine because, you know, I understand turbulence comes around and uh, you're only about seven seconds from the guy behind me catching a laptop to the face and then there's a problem. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, you know, that routine, that whole routine that they do, the only important part is uh, this is how you put your seatbelt on. And uh, if the airbags come down, that's to keep you calm because we're going to get shit fucked up. I don't think that was English, Loy. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even gonna try that again. Uh, if the airbags come down, that means we lost pressure in the cabin, which means we're gonna panic, which means uh, calm down. It's not gonna get any better. And I just think that like, uh, it, what plane crash 
like how often does a plane crash and how often are there just survivors just uh, uh, sliding down that inflatable slide and uh, holding on to the life raft and uh, using their seat cushion as I'm just I, I just don't you could just tell that they're not even really trying. It's like, yeah, this goes in there and then it's blowing the freaking hole and then it just, just gets like now they're not even they're not even waiting. They're not even waiting to like uh they're like t- they're doing it while we're taxiing around. They're not even uh doing it like it's really important. They're just like, ah, well, you gotta do this fucking OSHA FAA or FCC or whatever it is. They're telling us we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, right? Um but I'm usually asleep before that, so it doesn't even matter, right? You just uh oh oh we're doing this? Oh we're still this is still a thing. Okay. I'm out. I liked Virgin Air when they would just show you a video like it was a rainy day during recess and uh they just pulled out the the TV and they just go, Here's a video, you freaking savages. You know, uh Virgin Air just used to have this like dancing song and dance musical about why you can't smoke in the lavatory lavatories? Lavatories or uh seat buckles and uh vests and uh your exits are here, here, and here. Cause they know nobody was paying attention. They know nobody cares. They know if this shit goes down, shit's gonna get sideways and it's not gonna matter, right? Uh this motherfucker hits if this plane goes down and it hits water, if you're lucky, I was flying to St. Louis and back. There's not a huge body of water. Uh, your exits are going to be everywhere. Not that you're going to be around to use it, but I'm just saying you're not going to need to know where the exit is. The exit is basically going to be the end of the plane in every direction because it's uh, those are the things that I think about. And that's probably why I fall asleep. I'm like, ah, my head. Full of scary, scary thoughts that I can't control. Go to sleep, bro. Go to sleep. Uh, flight back. I, I think it literally took me longer to Uber home from DCA than it did to actually fly from St. Louis. Uh, I I was like, oh, let me let me fly in early, right? I landed at like 2 30, 3 o'clock. Like, oh, let, it's it's a way, it's a Tuesday. It's a voting Tuesday. It can't be that busy. It literally took me like 20 minutes to get out of the airport. I'm like, what is this, LAX? Uh, I, I miss LAX. It seems to make so much more sense. DCA, if you've never been, it's like two ter- It's like three terminals. And uh, if you are that asshole that goes into uh, Southwest like I do, it's Terminal A, which is fine, which is great. You get there. Really fast, right? It's the first terminal you slide in, but when you come back, you're the last terminal. And uh, you might just take 20, 30 minutes to get out of the airport. I haven't really figured that, but I'm not going to Dulles. Now, if anybody comes out here, BWI, DCA, fuck Dulles. Don't do Dulles. There is no reason to fly into Dulles as your destination. Don't do it. And anyone that's ever been to Dulles goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's no reason. Spend the extra whatever. Fly to DCA, fly to BWI. You're welcome. These are life hacks that you will ever you will ever need. Like life hacks, bro. Uh, <laughs> what else? 
Yeah, I got a whole row to myself. Felt like I was in first class. I, uh, when I fly by myself, when I fly by myself, I try to get the aisle, especially on short flights, because I'm probably just carrying a carry-on. I'm not bringing merch with me. I'm not going to St. Louis. Nobody in St. Louis is buying my T-shirts, right? I don't bring merch. I just, fuck it. Overnight bag, right? Because I was literally there overnight. And I always pack way too much. Like, I'm probably going to wear what I'm wearing on the flight to the show, and then my PJs, and then something I'm going to wear on the way back. And yet, I still load up a freaking overnight bag with way too much stuff. And I always forget the things that I need. Glasses, right? So I slept with my contacts in, which, you know, probably not good. Uh... Which is great. I forgot my glasses, which is great because I forgot my contacts case and my contact solution. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Traveling, I try to be... All of my good intentions go for naught. Um, turn down for what? Yeah, I got the whole aisle to myself. And if if you've ever flown... I'm a small guy, right? And uh, I always get stuck in the middle somewhere, especially with... Southwest, there's no assigned seats. It's basically first come, first serve. Uh, they line us all up, but it's always like window aisle, window aisle, window aisle, all the way down for 30 fucking rows, and then we all get stuck in the middle. And everyone everyone wants me to sit next to them because I don't take up that much space. My feet don't even touch the ground. It's great. Uh, but I hate being in the middle, so I try to do, um, I try to do the aisle because... I grab my bag and I leave, right? Because I got shit to do. I'm a goddamn adult. But I'm that asshole that puts the bag, like my overhead bag, in the first available spot, right? I put it, it doesn't even matter. If, I'm, if I put it in row three, above row three, and I'm sitting in row 17, it doesn't matter. Why? To me, because I got to get up and I don't want to have to turn around and grab the bag out of the overhead bag I will just walk up. By the time I get to row three, everybody's already gone. I can grab it and keep on moving. But I'm that asshole that uh, puts it where I guess it doesn't belong. No one's really called me out on it, but I get weird looks. I want to make sure that I have a spot. I want to throw it in there and make sure that I have a spot so, therefore, I don't have to check it in because it's an overnight bag. I'm not. Okay, that's my life hack. Just throw it in there. Go sit down. When you get up and you leave, by the time you get to wherever you put it, there's no traffic. You can grab it. No stress. Yeah, the, the one time I checked it in at the gate, that's what I used to do, right? I used to check it in uh, at the gate on purpose. But the last time I did it, it was like it got lost. I was like, I checked it in at the gate. How did that shit end up in Ireland? So I don't do that anymore. But I like it, you know. I, I liked it up until they fucked it up. Uh, and that was actually the last time I brought merch. So I lost money in time and frustration and pajamas. Uh, I, I like it because you could check it in. Uh, in in theory, you would just it gets get thrown into the cargo pit directly from, from the thing. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but then when you leave, you know, you don't have to worry about an overhead uh back uh overhead storage you don't have to worry about pulling it out you just get up and you get out of there 
and then you got to wait for your uh you got to wait for your luggage claim so i don't know i guess it all evens out uh what else is going on uh today did you vote did you go out and vote i mailed in my voting registration thing i'm above i did the research i literally looked up every proposition and uh i mailed it in i mailed it in like a week ago but online, everybody's posting pictures of the sticker that they voted. It's like, I'm a hero because I voted. No, you voted because you're a goddamn American. You're supposed to vote. <laughs> Don't show me the picture of you of your sticker. It's like, hey, I went to work today. You're a goddamn American. Did you want a cookie? You're supposed to vote. Who said that? Uh, Chris Rock. Be- <laughs> you're supposed to take care of your children. Do you want a cookie? Everybody's saying that they voted, and I'm that asshole that's angry because I didn't get a sticker. You mail it in, you should get a goddamn sticker. But you don't. The injustice. Uh, But I also think that, like, you know, you should probably get a sticker that says how you voted. I don't know. You go into the little cubicle, draw the curtain, yeah, you vote, ping. Ping, 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 right? And then, like a Pachanko chip, you go ting, 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 and it spits out a sticker. And then you gotta wear that motherfucker like a badge of honor, and you gotta walk out past the whole line of people that were behind you waiting to vote. And, uh, you know, it ends up being like a Los Angeles Rams game, or a Dodgers game, or an Angels game. Uh, I think that would be interesting. One time, uh, my then-girlfriend, who's definitely not my girlfriend anymore, uh, not my wife, let me be clear about that, she decided to take me to a Lakers game, a Lakers-Celtics uh, game, because she knows I'm a Boston fan, so she took me, and uh, I was respectful. Now, I know every time I tell this story, someone's like, were you being a dick? Were you fucking with them? Nah, I was wearing my Kevin Garnett jersey under my jacket. I left my jacket on the whole time, and we lost, right? The Celtics lost, the Lakers won, and uh, I was respectful. I didn't talk shit. There was not a time in the game when I could have talked shit. That's how you know. I mean, given up from Boston, I could always find a reason to talk shit. But uh, we're at the Staples Center. And uh, the game gets out, and uh, me and my girl at the time, not my girl now, not, uh, yeah, uh, we were walking out, and a bunch of the people that were sitting around us thought it would be funny to be like, oh, we got a Celtic fan over here. Dude's a Celtic fan. The fucking Celtics suck. And then it grew, and it it went from like two people to 12 people to two dozen people and uh, next thing you know i'm surrounded i'm in the staple center in the lobby everyone's trying to get out and there's like two dozen people trying to surround us and uh the security had to break it up and they had to escort us into security where you know where you put all the drunk assholes and all the people that you're waiting for cops to come to fucking take them away 
we got sheltered in there until everyone left. And what's crazy is that it was like in the afternoon. It was like a noon game. So by the time we got out, it was like before 3 o'clock and it was Christmas Day. I almost got jumped at a game that we that the Lakers won on Christmas Day with my girlfriend at the time. Not my girlfriend right now at all, ever. Not in the longest time. Oh, for the longest time. Uh, yeah, so that is that's the epitome of like L.A. games where you just you get a good break break out into a fight, and I think that that's why you should wear the sticker of the people that you. You know, it's it's funny the people that are just so forward and telling you who they voted for is pretty goddamn obvious. Like you didn't need to tell me who you voted for. I know you don't shut up about that. Like right. That's very on brand for what you got going on. Very on brand. Very. Uh, no surprises here. No surprises. Pretty straightforward. It's the people that don't you don't know. Uh, those are the people that you should wear the sticker. Uh, no, I, I don't even care. I don't care who you vote for. I'd prefer that you didn't tell me. I'd prefer that you keep all of your political talk. I don't care. I'm not into politics. I live in D.C. I don't work for the government. I don't work for a branch of the government. I don't work in government. I work, I barely even work around government. I don't care. I don't even, you say words about economy and economics and shit. I don't understand what that means. I don't. And if you want to tell me what it means, uh, good luck. I barely passed high school. I, I graduated like a 2.3 grade point average and i'm told that's not good i'm told that's not phenomenal uh i passed i got my diploma d's get degrees in this case d's um uh, stand for diploma you know uh so you want to talk to me about the economy you want to talk to me about how this thing i don't care i i, I don't care i don't um and uh, the longer I'm in D.C., the more I realize that, like, the people that want to talk about politics don't work in politics. The guys that want to talk about politics probably work at goddamn Best Buy. The guys that work in the government, they don't care about they're going to vote. They're going to be silent about it. Why? Because they know what's going on. And uh, that's the way it works. There's a reason why you go into a little cubicle and uh, you close the curtain and you don't let anyone know who you voted for because you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to let people know. Uh, that's the way it was built. And uh, it's not a Facebook poll. Uh, so you can see who voted for who. This is not This is not the American Idol, contrary to popular belief. I don't want to talk politics. I don't know about it. And um, and Brad from Best Buy, if you have so, if you know exactly what's going on, maybe you should stop working at Best Buy and start being a goddamn American and start working for the government because apparently you know what's going on way better than the people that do it for a living and have been doing it for a living. Don't talk to me about it because uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, Lord, you have a platform, barely. You know, uh, I don't think I've built a platform of people who are going to listen to the way I vote and be like, yeah, I think he's got uh, some valid points. I think he understands the economy of the economics of the economical thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these words. 
I would like to. My hope and dream is to be rich enough to where the color of the president's tie dictates how much money I pay in taxes right now, blue or red. It's uh, doesn't help me much. You know, it's not a big incremental. It's like seven dollar difference. A paycheck. Uh, doesn't break down much. I don't care. $7 a paycheck. I'll pay it. It doesn't make much difference to me. You go, Lord, you should be more. I, I am. Like, I, I vote on the topics that I understand, like a real American. I'm not going to vote on shit I don't understand. Just be, hey, hey, maybe that's why I failed my SATs. I didn't know it. I didn't answer it. I start reading the thing and I start seeing words I don't understand. Next. Trying to be efficient and effective in voting. Well, you should vote anyways. Should you? Should you vote on shit you don't understand? Well, just as bad as not voting, maybe. But you know what? My vote counts on the on the things that I voted on. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, stop bragging about voting, people. You're supposed to vote, right? Stop vote shaming people, which I'm starting to see. If you don't vote, you're not an American. Technically, he's an American. Technically, they can actually uh, use the freedoms in which that uh, voting has embodied in them to not have to vote, right? This is not a this is a democracy. This is not a dictatorship. Don't tell me what I have to do. Uh, maybe I'm not a good American, but I'm still a goddamn American. I mailed my shit in. It doesn't even count. Nobody's counting my shit. I mailed it in a week ago. Uh, I have zero faith in the Postal Service and getting it into where it needs to be in time. And then I don't have enough uh, faith in the government where someone's actually going to count it. I think it's going to come down to the wire and they go, oh, we're three counts away. Okay, let's start counting the mail-in votes. I think that's how that works. And I've got zero evidence to prove it. I'm just saying I've mailed some shit to places and it never got there. I don't think my vote. I'll be surprised if my vote got there in time. Uh, absentee ballot, bro. That's how I live my life. Uh, but besides that, you know, uh, still doing comedy. Still here. Still trying to put out some quality content. Uh, you know, people have been asking me uh, advice about starting stand-up. And I think uh, you... This, this is my advice. My advice to starting stand-up is do it. If it's once a week, if it's twice a week, if it's once a month, whatever comedy shows, open mics you can get to in your town, uh, a couple guys. It was funny. Two guys hit me up from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm having conversations almost at the same time. Almost. Uh, I was having a conversation with one guy, and then like 30 minutes into the conversation, another guy hits me up asking basically the same question. Turns out they're both in Burlington. I was like, hey, uh, I'm talking to another guy in Burlington, giving him advice. And he goes, yeah, that's my roommate. And I was like, motherfucker, we could have got on a goddamn group chat and this shit would have been so much more effective and so much more efficient. But in Burlington, there's really only one club. Uh, it's called the Vermont Comedy, Comedy Club. Vermont Comedy Club. Shout out to the to the mighty, mighty, mighty Vermont Comedy Club holding down comedy in Vermont, in Burlington. And I told him, you know what, guys? You guys are like 45 minutes away from Montreal. You should, like, Montreal is awesome. You should go there. There's a couple clubs. Comedy Nest, shout out to the Comedy Nest. And then the, the pinnacle 
comedy festival is in Montreal, Montreal. It's called Just for Laughs. So I told him, like, hey, uh, it, you should know everybody at the Vermont Comedy Club, and everybody at the Vermont Comedy Club should know you. You guys should be in there. You should be in there all the time, as much as you possibly can. It doesn't matter. You should always be there. And then on top of that, every other time, every chance you get, you should be in Montreal. Uh, that's what I recommend. Uh, an hour drive for a comedian should be normal. Uh, an hour commute to work is the standard now, it seems, 45 minutes to an hour. So if you are a comedian or thinking about being a comedian and you live 45 minutes to an hour outside of a market, uh, don't complain. That's just what it is. If you can't get up enough, if you're only getting up, if there's only one show in your little town, but you're 45 minutes to an hour away from a city, you should be in that city every chance you get. Um, my recommendation is get up every night you can and work on your work, work, work. Uh, the Rome was not built in a day. Uh, Rome was not built by one stone. It was built one stone at a time. That's how comedy works. I'm seven years in and I'm depressed about my comedy career. And uh, that's just me being honest. So just uh, when you feel like you can't build anymore, build some more. Uh, get up. Get up, you can. Uh, that's really it. I mean, if you're just starting, get up. If you're in the middle somewhere, get up. If you are, uh, I don't know where I am or above, which is not that far along, get up, get up, get up. And I need to listen to my own advice. I need to get up more. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel. So if you guys, uh, that is all of my recommendations because I get kind of the same email over and over again. What do you recommend? What do you, what do you suggest? How do I get started? Uh, go online, go on Facebook, find comedy clubs, find comedy groups, like, uh, what city do you live in? What town do you live in? What state do you live in? I live in Virginia, Virginia comedy, DMV comedy, Northern Virginia comedy. Find the groups. Everyone's going to post uh, uh, their shows, their open mics. Show up. Even if you can't get up, show up. Show your face. And uh, after a while, just keep on trying to sign up. If you can't be persistent enough to sign up every time you can, uh if you can't be that persistent, then you definitely are not persistent enough to be a comedian. Uh, there's a lot of, especially when you begin, there's a lot of bad nights. There's a lot of, uh, what's worse than not getting up is getting up and doing horrible. If you're not persistent enough to get there on time, show up, sign up, and not get up, and you can't keep on doing that, then comedy is not for you. That is me being 100% honest based on the fact that if you are not persistent, you will not succeed. That's in life, but in comedy, it is, it is the golden rule. Um, it, takes, uh, it takes hundreds of nights, hundreds of sets to have uh, a decent set. That's my recommendation. So everyone that's asked... Uh, shout out to the guys in Burlington. Shout out to the Comedy Nest. Shout out to the Vermont Comedy Club. Shout out to everyone that's emailed me about the same goddamn question. And hey, you know what? Keep on listening. I'm sure I will uh, answer this question yet again. Uh, if you guys do have other questions, you want advice, you want life advice, you, you want to know more about me or comedy or what I think about uh, Ariana Grande being a... Uh, 
woman of the year in something or other billboards. I don't know. Shoot me an email. Ask me a question. I might have to do some research. I don't know. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and uh, review this on wherever you find it. Give me a one star. Give me a five star. Uh, I will take the reviews. I've been doing this for a little while and I only have three reviews because I just don't think that uh, we put a focus on the importance of reviews. I only have three reviews, which is not enough to even have an average, according to iPod, uh, Apple, iPod, wait, Apple, I, damn, I'm stroking out over here. According to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the app, it's like, oh, there's not enough for an average. I've got like three reviews. So please, leave something nice, leave something critical, leave something, um... That will help me be better at doing this. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Follow me on all your social media websites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Loy Lee Comedy, uh, L-O-Y-L-E-E Comedy. I really appreciate it. And uh, sorry for being a day late. I am getting better. I'm trying to be better at being consistent and consistently better at being consistent. I love you guys. Uh, I'll talk to you later in less than a week look on the bright side less than a week before you hear my sweet sweet voice smooches